3: I the I the
4: From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. You heard it on RJ Live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation, and live. With McKenzie, this is the first time he's ever messed things up before the show even starts. He goes, oh, i got to turn that mic on. Sorry about that, guys. But this should be a fun one because it is the NBA. This is the NBA Finals tonight. And I think this is going to be a Finals that, hmm, let me see how I want to say this. I think it, it defines careers in a way. Now, what do I mean by that from Golden State's side? Is there's zero doubt about it. If Golden State wins with their core group, still key contributors, still the most important contributors. Let's be honest Draymond, Steph, Clay, that is the most important three players on the team. And, yeah, Jordan Poole's playing well. And, obviously, Wiggins is playing well. And, and the ability for these young guys to contribute is necessary, is, is vital to Golden State making it this far. But it's still the big three. Or not the big three, but it's still those three. And if they win this one, and they are favored, about minus 155. Now, home court you'd be favored by about 140, maybe 135. So this is saying Golden State is a little bit better. They got home court, and they're a little bit better. They have a better than a 50% chance to win this series. And what would that mean? It would mean they'd have a title before KD, two titles with KD, and a title after KD, it's the sandwich, the KD sandwich, and I'll tell you right now, it will be the probably the first thing or the second thing in 20 years. Like right now, we're debating MJ and we're saying, "Hey, if you weren't there, man, you wouldn't believe it. No one thought they could win." Okay, well, whoever is, you know, probably AJ. By the way, who's on vacation? I don't know if he's off just. A, just to look at the game and focus on Steph. I, but <laughs> he's he's out today. Uh, he, he did all of his Steph love yesterday. Oh, my. If you missed that, check out the podcast. He said, better than Larry Bird. I mean, better player than Larry Bird. Better, uh, ugh, it was tough. It was tough. But anyway, <laughs> the Steph people in 20 years, the first statement's going to be he changed the game. And I think it's a valid point. Colin makes that point. Right here in FSR, you know, often is even Jordan in his mind. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but he says even Jordan didn't change the game as much as Steph. And I think at best it was equal. And if anything, Steph has an edge there. He was an innovator. His ability to shoot the way he shot and still shoots changed the game. And it also, I think, got him a huge fan base because. You look at Embiid, you look at the Joker, you look at LeBron, it's hard for an average, typical guy to say, I'm LeBron. right? If you're 6 or 7, you can say it. But if you're 18, it's hard to say, hey, I'm 5'10", and I'm LeBron. But you look at Curry, and it's like you could imagine playing like Curry. And to me, that makes him accessible, it makes him immediate, and someone you can relate to, relatable. And I think that's the first statement for the advocate for Steph in 20 years. The second statement, if they win this series, is the KD sandwich. And, trademark. And I'm telling you right now, it is impressive. And we've been asking this question somewhat rhetorically. We'll bring in McKenzie for this one. That was interesting today. He skipped turning on the mic, but earlier... He was going around, knowing AJ was out, going around with a towel around his neck, drinking hot water, lemon. It was, I, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was warming up his voice. And the, the weirdest thing about it was he had a bathrobe on in the office and he had a monogram towel. I mean, it, what, was, did your mom get you that MR towel? No, 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 no. She knew how to order it, but I had to get it myself. Oh my you know, I'm gosh. an adult now. We are stra- <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. All right, Mackenzie's ready. My point would be this. Who is the team that, and let's forget about the first one before KD, that they had their run. They had their, like, wow, you know, four straight, five straight finals, one of the great runs of all time. Then multiple years pass in which they don't even make the playoffs, which is effectively saying this dynasty is over. You could have one year, a couple people get hurt, you tank all, all the Spurs, I guess in 98. But uh, two years, and then to come back and win another title, I can't real and and I mean, they were not entering the playoffs. Golden State was nine to one. It, you know, it wasn't like they were even one of the handful of favorites. They weren't. They were in the second tier. And since then, they've surged. They're now favored. But my question to you, Mackenzie, is what other dynasty had
5: such a hiatus and then came back with the same players at the core? I think it is unprecedented. I think there's one team that you could argue is kind of similar, and that's got to go way back. The 60s Celtics. Russell, obviously, (laughs) a bunch of chips. He retires. You
4: didn't hear A.J. yesterday say they don't count.
5: Oh yeah, of course. Everything before ESPN in nineteen eighty doesn't count now in sports. Exactly. So but but like you know, maybe I mean he won they won nine out of eleven years. So what was the hiatus? Missed two missed two playoffs in a row. And then two years after that, so they had to build up again. John Havlicek uh, wins the 74 Finals MVP. They win the title. But
4: it was with a lot
5: of different players, right? Yeah, just John Havlicek was really the one. David Cowens was, was yeah. early.
4: Well, I, I get you're so excited to mention these names that you got them on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> but but the fact is, it's, it's a whole different point, right? We're saying with the same core. It's unprecedented. And... You know, a lot of people would talk the Spurs is uh, you know, they had a hiatus uh, or, or a good bit of time in between titles when they won the last one against Miami, but they were making, they were winning 60, you know, 55, 60 games a year. They just weren't getting to the finals. So it, it, it is impressive what they did, but this is like, hey, Golden State's out of it. And it's, it's, Steph is now in his stage of like the Kobe last two years was what the perception was. He, he's going to bring in the fans. They're going to pay him big. He's going to finish cr- his career in Golden State. And hopefully they can rebuild and get a core foundation post-Steph. But instead, they're favored now. And if they lose, I don't know. I mean, what I'm saying is it'll be impressive still, but it won't be talked about in 20 years. They don't talk about Kobe and Shaq when they got beat by the Pistons. as some statement of how great they were. If anything, that's a statement of, hey, it fell apart. They got beat in five games. So that's how much is at stake. Literally, the second line in the argument for Steph in 20 years is hanging in the balance. In this series. Now we flip to the Celtics. What's hanging in the balance? This is a situation where what ask yourself this question what are the odds? What are the odds that if Boston doesn't win it this year, that they win it at any time in Tatum's career? And let's just say, forget Boston. Let's say Tatum, if he doesn't win this title, what's Tatum's odds to win a title? Now I've talked to a few people about this. We talked about it Tuesday on air and some people said 40%, some people said 60%. I think that's the range that people agree to that that if he doesn't win a title this year, Tatum has between a 40 and 60% chance to win one after that. So literally his career, will he be, you know, there's a good chance if he doesn't win here and you might say, well, isn't that the case Anytime someone's a first-time title participant, title series participant? Yes. Yes. Because all the time we think, oh, it's the beginning. And obviously Dan Marino in the NFL was mentioned for that. There's always a sense of, yep, this is the start. Look, he, he's young. And Tatum is relatively young. I mean, he's been around a long time, but he came out early, you know, young, and he's young still. But I think the chance of them doing something with um, Brown, the Celtics goes way up if they don't win this series. Now I don't think it. Ha- in fact, I'm almost certain it doesn't happen before now, uh, between now and next year. But let's say they have, they lose this series. Let's say they lose in the second round next year, which very easily could have happened this year. If Middleton were healthy, do they even get here? I mean, I don't know. When you go seven without your second best player, you probably win with your second best player. What's your thoughts on that, McKenzie?
5: It's difficult because I'm trying to find <laughs> the game where they would lose if Middleton was there cuz all the games they won, they won in blowouts pretty much, and then they lost close games. So I could uh, But but hold on. A it, who we,
4: who's who's, who's are we talking about Milwaukee or yeah. Boston?
5: In Boston in Milwaukee, Boston lost close games to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. All the four games they won, they were where they weren't close. So if well, you get three or four points, it wouldn't matter.
4: Yeah, so but I, I think the way I mean, here's the thing about basketball. You can be down six with twenty seconds left, you can make a three and the game ends up a two point game. You lose still, but it's a two-point game. You miss that three, it can end up a 12-point game. And effectively, that one
5: shot pretty much dictates that. You agree with that, right? Yeah, and Game 6 would be the example of that. That was tight all the way. Well,
4: But I'm not even saying that exact example. It's just, it's not like you're going to be a computer and say, okay, now that they've got Middleton at three points, when does it make a difference? No, it's a good point. It, it It could effectively change butterfly effect style, a lot of stuff. Increasingly so in the NBA as well. All right. So... Again, hey, they, they're here, right? I mean, no one sits back and says, well, so-and-so was Or, you know, the Spurs' first title, it was like, that was a strike season. No one remembers it. They might remember the bubble. But, I mean, there's not many asterisks that's remembered. It's just you won a title. You got the ring. And if the Boston wins, they deserve every credit. But if we're looking to next year and the year after, I mean, the East is a beast. And I think it's very possible— that they have second-round exit next year, Boston, and then somehow, someway, injury, Brown misses, You know, not hoping for it, misses a couple months. Lo and behold, they're the seventh seed. They lose in the first round. Or maybe they get in the play-in and don't win. Now, that offseason, does Brown and Tatum get broken up? I think the odds go way up if they don't win a title here. So, if they win a title here, the odds of them breaking up or being broken up by the front office, Tatum and Brown, you know, less than 15%, I think, in the next five, seven years. They lose, I think it goes up to 35, maybe even 40 in the next five, seven years. And them being broken up. And I'm telling you right now, how do you have, and and, and we can't forget, and this is going to be one of the cores of our handicap, we can't forget that Boston has seemingly had trouble breaking through the conference finals um, roadblock or threshold is that there was friction there. I mean, they had three prior ones. Now, you can say they were lucky to make them. OK. But then this year, when they were clearly the better team than Miami, boy, it looked like they wanted anything but to win that game seven. They wanted to win it. They were nervous. And to me, that's probably the biggest advantage Golden State has, and I think it's the biggest, which is they've been here. Alligator blood in the veins when it comes to Game 7 or whatever, late in the game. Tatum's going around, and Colin talked about it today, talking about it. He, he's not sure he's the, he was the man to lead this team. I respect the honesty, but man, is that the guy you want At the very end, his talent is there, but as much as I've been kind of hard on Steph this week because I had to balance things out with A.J., I mean, I take Steph any day of the week over Tatum in a pressure spot. In every other spot, I think I'd probably go with Tatum at this point. So when is there pressure in the finals? There's pressure in game one, first time you ever play a finals and as you could probably know, no player on the Celtics have had, has had one game of Finals experience. Zero combined. And I think Golden State's got more than that, now that I think, think it through. <laughs> so, Game 1, Game 6, Game 7, in the end of every game, high pressure. And I think Golden State has a clear advantage there. I think these are even teams otherwise. So, how do you equate that out? Well, we're going to have my series pick at the end of the show here about 6:45 Eastern or so. All right, we're going to take a How's your voice, McKenzie? Excellent. You feeling good? You, yes. I mean, you
5: got a good reserve? Yes, ready to go. All
4: right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to make the case that you could look at Boston and say they had about as tough of a road, maybe the toughest in memory to make the finals. And on the other hand, I'm going to say maybe it was much easier than it seems. I'm going to let you decide. It's going to be kind of a present column A, present column B. Don't miss it. When we uh let me think about this. I want to do a read right now, don't I, Mackenzie?
5: I got that right here. What do we
4: have to do? do we got to do two of them before the end of the show. Yes, two you know of them. I'm going to save. I'm going to save it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Straight out of Vegas.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
6: app. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters—
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
1: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: Let's hope. And we're going to be talking about how tough really has been the Celtics road because I think you can spin it two different ways. I'm not sure what the answer is. I'll let you kind of conclude that for yourself. I have a feeling. I'll give you a feeling at the end. Good day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much for the support, and we keep working extra hard to deliver a show worthy of spreading the word for. Thank you. And you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip. Exactly 99 degrees, and the neon is flowing. Okay. This is the op the mystic take on the Celtics. First round, they play the most difficult first round opponent for a second seed. You know, let's say a road team, you know, someone that's a five, six, seven, or eight seed. You could make the case that the Nets were the best bottom half of the bracket seed in memory. Uh, I think LeBron with the Cavs was a four seed once. I think he's last year or maybe his next to last year in Cleveland. Yeah, his last year. Yep. I mean, can you think of a team? I mean, I mean, Brooklyn was favored. And maybe that's the easiest way to say it is in the first round, they played the favorite to come out of the East. Boston did. (laughs) All right. That's the first round. In the second round, they played the defending champions. The reigning defending NBA champions. And in the third round, the conference finals, the Celtics played the number one seed. Mm, Sounds like a tough road. The favor, the defending champions, the number one seed. And now, in the finals, you could say they're playing the team of the decade. The team of the last 10 years is no doubt Golden State, not even close. So, Wow, that would be the gauntlet from that perspective. Now, Mackenzie, is there anything about
5: that that you could say, you know, something that that that's that's deceptive? No, that, not really. I mean, we talked about the Middleton injury, but that's one and I second think, banana. I, you know? I think that's
4: one part of it. So, number one, we'll, we'll we'll jump ahead of Milwaukee. I think the Middleton injury and going seven is, is a qualifier. I mean. Now, we can say Middleton's the second-best guy. My take uh, on Milwaukee, my take is he's clearly the second-best offensive player, and he's not the second-best defensive player. So let's call him the number two-and-a-half is fair. But still, go seven, that absence, you could say that was the difference maker. Now, we jump back to round one. Whatever the betting market thought, when did Brooklyn this season play well? you could make the case that their seed was exactly what they deserved to be. And then they got swept. (laughs) So when you beat a team 4-0 and then you go seven the next two rounds against teams in theory that were inferior, based upon the odds, Brooklyn was the best team in the East, it kind of tells you, you know, maybe that wasn't right. And still, for a first-round opponent, it was tough, no doubt. But how much better was Brooklyn than a Minnesota, a New Orleans, the way they were playing at the end of the year, I'm not sure i take Brooklyn over them even money. What do you think, McKenzie?
5: I think it's funny, because all those games were so close. So, whoa, being no, an no, analytics
4: no, oh, guy... Whoa, 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 whoa. The first game was close, really close. You could make the case that Brooklyn should have won. Second game was kind of close. Three, not so much, and four, really not at all. Right?
5: Yeah, final ended up being close, but well, one of those deceptive finals, like you're saying. Yeah, I'm just I, I'll say it like this: the Celtics have by far the best playoff net rating. Well, 7.5. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second.
4: I didn't ask you about the net rating. I'm asking you about yeah. these these this competition.
5: Yeah, I'm talking about the Nets. I just think they were so close to the Celtics that were so good in these playoffs. Statistically, I, I think you could say they're better than the uh, Grizzlies or Wolves, for example. They were so
4: close. So, w- what were the final score? What was I'm sorry? What was the margins of those four games? All right. One we six. are yeah, we are straight
5: <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. So we got it was 176 and 4. Okay. So <sighs> I guess the question
4: becomes how good is Boston? Because if Boston is really good, you could make the case, hey, Brooklyn's played them well, even though now that's interesting. Is it better to go four games lose all four but they would be close? Or is it better to go seven and losing a few blowouts? So that's interesting. For those who worship at the altar of net margin, and you know, there's a concept, the uh, Pythagorean theorem, for example, uh, something you may have learned in high school, algebra, I guess. And the concept is that if you take the margin of victory over the long term, it will tell you more about a team. So, if they lose a game by 10, win a game by 5, they're minus 5. You add that all up over a season, even in a short 16-17 game season like the NFL, it tells you more than any other stat about wins, about quality of the team. And Now, in the NBA playoffs, I'm not so sure that's as applicable. Because, again, with all the threes and the high variance of these games, one shot can swing so much. In football, it just doesn't feel the same. But anyway, that's my question for those, Mackenzie, being one of them, the Mr. Ivy League, is who had a more impressive series, Milwaukee against Boston or Brooklyn against Boston?
5: I would say Milwaukee Bucks. I would say it's closer than most people would think, just from the standings, obviously.
4: Well, I appreciate you answering questions I don't ask, mm. but I'm asking you who you th- So you think it's Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. So w- w- winning three games is better than winning zero games. Yes, that's what we've concluded from the numbers. Okay, excellent. See, this is, I'm just going to talk a little softer. So lean in now. I don't think Mackenzie can hear me. This is why people hate analytics. This is why people hate Ivy Leaguers. This is why people hate millennials, to be honest. A lot of millennial (laughs) hate out there. And the reason being, they want to reinvent the wheel. And it's like, to some degree, you can have all your fancy stats. By the way, I'm a finance graduate from Ohio State. I know a little bit of math. And I would say I'm pretty heavy in the math as, as a handicapper. I'm not innovating theorems. But, you know, analytics do not in any way befuddle me. But if you have to clear your throat before you answer, who did better, the team that got swept or the team that went seven games? You got a problem. (laughs) That's all I'll say. And anyone who wants to defend that, good luck. We are straight out of Vegas. Okay. So, we all know the last piece of this puzzle. Miami wasn't very good, especially with their injuries. Right? Right? I mean, Butler was hindered multiple games, et cetera, et cetera. So now you're saying, hey, Miami was, wasn't much. Brooklyn was a seven seed that didn't really play much better than that at any point. And Milwaukee had their second best, second and a half best player hurt. That seems like an easy road. I don't know. You decide. I lean more towards it was easy to be candid, and but I think there's cases to be made both ways, and I do think that first win against Brooklyn was an impressive one, but it was at home, and they barely won. It felt like Brooklyn kind of fell apart after that, but that first win was impressive, but if you win in a late shot in game one, when you're home against the seventh seed, yeah, you did your job, but man, you barely did it. All right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds for any rebuttals here, McKenzie. I who had a harder path,
5: would be my one rebuttal. Look oh, at the Warriors. Well,
4: that's not even the question, though. Because, but, but let's answer it, because I think it's a valid question. Is It doesn't really affect how good Boston is, but OK. I think Golden State's done very little. And, and I think that I've never seen a line move or odds on a team move quicker and for less reason than Golden State. I mean, we look at it. They were 9-1 to entering the playoffs to win the title. They beat Denver two games at home. Denver with no one left on a team except the Joker. Uh, you know, no one. You know what I'm saying. But the reality was that was a tired team, too. A tired team. And Golden State looked mighty good those first two games, no doubt. And seemingly in two games, they went from 9-1 to to, to three and a half to one. I've never seen anything like it, ever. Like, literally, I've never seen anything like it. And since then, well, they've covered... counted up. Since those first two games, what's the ATS results for Golden State? Seven I, up, seven down. Seven and seven since then. All right. So, literally, they had two great games to start, and they were really good. Great. And Golden State, after that, was exactly was exactly 50% against the spread. Now, that tells you, hey, Vegas has expectations. Half the time they met them, half the time they didn't. Now, I don't know what... Now, and then if you look at the teams they played, you could make a strong case that without John Morant for multiple games, and Memphis wasn't ready for the playoffs. They just weren't. Right, First round, a depleted Denver team. Second round... A very young team without their core player, multiple games. And then in the third round, a Dallas team that, in hindsight, that Phoenix win was a Fugazi in that, by all accounts, Paul got hurt in a major
5: way in that series. You heard this, right, McKenzie? Yes, the quad injury it came out right after uh, game 7 and it seems to be, you know, picking up steam. If you look at the numbers, it was night and day after game 2 for Chris Paul. So whatever happened, it definitely affected him.
4: Yeah, it seems so. And again, I know there's always an excuse built in, but I got to tell you, this might be the easiest road I've ever seen to the finals. So now the question is if we kind of reevaluate and say how good was Golden State entering the playoffs? Well, they were nine to one, eight and a half to one. How good was Boston entering the playoffs? Oh, they were eight to one. So they were pretty much even teams. And they're still even teams based upon the odds with a smidge advantage to Golden State. I think the line has moved. The net difference between these two teams has moved a little bit in favor of Golden State since the beginning of the playoffs. And maybe that's all over the edge for Boston. But then on the other hand, Boston under pressure, man. It is tough and not so optimistic. I got to, th- you know, I know my pick, but I, I, I'm still not super positive. I'm going to ponder for a minute.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: We are straight out of Vegas. Man, I'm just thinking about it right now. And. So, Mackenzie, you just are, uh, you're just a gigantic Boston homer, or not even homer, I don't even know what you would call it. Now, were you that all season? Or just, when did you become such a fanatic pro Boston guy?
5: I've loved them for years, but they had about a nine game stretch at the end of January. So, you grew
4: up in Chicago. Yeah. Why did you like the Boston Celtics? Were you a, was that
5: your main team? No, it's, it's just the players. It's just these players. I loved Brad Stevens. I'm glad that he's still part of the organization at the helm.
4: Doesn't Isn't what Udoka's been doing kind of a indictment of Stevens? I don't think so. I don't think really? so. Really? Yeah, you can have You drinks. have all those years you can't make the finals, and the first year the new guy's there, you make the finals. He
5: was building something. He saw oh, something oh, in these guys. Oh, okay,
4: okay.
5: <laughs> hey, Red Auerbach had to you know let Bill Russell be coach for a couple of years you know, at the towards the end. It worked out. He, he had to let him be coach? He, he let him. I don't know. What does that even mean? He decided is not to be. Is that some
4: kind of like affirmative action comment
5: from the black guy? No, he was building something. Mackenzie <laughs> the black guy is
4: saying somehow he was, Bill Russell was let to be the coach. <laughs> all right. We knew he was gonna get in trouble if he talked long enough. That that is what you can be sure of, of all the best bets. Now, <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> when we come back, I'm gonna give my series best bet. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a strong lean. I don't love it, but I have, a, I have a good opinion. But we've got a prop in the first game tonight. It's paying 50 to 1, 5 0 to 1, that I actually think is a great bet. Mackenzie brought it to my attention. We're going to give him credit on it, but I love it. We're straight out of Vegas, and we'll be right back.
1: Straight out of Vegas! <laughs>
4: Fox Sports
3: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
6: live. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport
0: should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. A.J. Hoffman off mysteriously. You know, I grew up Catholic and sometimes on Ash Wednesday, a lot of you know Ash Wednesday, some people would take that day off of work. I don't know if it was like they didn't want to have the, you know, the ash on their forehead or it was like they wanted to really feel the religion. I think this is kind of like Ash Wednesday for A.J. But for Steph Curry being the deity in this case, <laughs> so I, I think he just needed the whole day to prepare. I don't know, but it is what it is. Now, what I can assure you is we've got my series pick coming up, which is a strong lean. But then we got a fifty to one best. It's a best bet prop on game one. Now that is a good tease. Okay, series price then fifty to one. Right now one fifty five still McKenzie. Yes. All right, so that means 155 to win 100 if Golden State wins the series. 155 wins you 100. 100 wins you 135 or so coming back. 135 or so coming back. So you're getting plus money there. Now, in the game itself, Golden State, three and a half, and there's a little extra juice on Golden State. So what is uh, minus 115 in some spots? So what is. 3.5 tell us. It tells us that they're a little bit better, at least perceived to be in Game 1. Golden State is. Home court's worth 3. 3.5 means a little better than the home court. Home court for the series is about minus 140, 135. Well, it's 155, so it means they're a little better. Everywhere it's kind of consistent. Golden State's a little better. Okay. Rest. Rest. Mackenzie, what would you say? Because in theory, we got two teams that are fairly rested. But Boston, man, they had game, day off, game, day off. I mean, there wasn't any extended breaks in two straight seven-game series. Fatigue was certainly a factor at the end of that Miami series for both teams. Is it, I don't know what three days if it is or isn't. But what I know is the next game after tonight isn't until Sunday, and then a couple more days. So it really is going to be this is the game that fatigue matters if it matters at all. What do you think, historically, where do
5: we fall on that issue of fatigue? I think you got to look at how much rest the Warriors had. Six days is a lot. So if you're off a of Game 7 and your opponent is off five-plus days of rest— All right, so think about this.
4: So Boston is off of a Game 7, and their opponent, Golden State, has five or more days of rest. So the theory is you had a long series. The other team has rested
5: amply. Go ahead. Five winners, 15 losers historically since 2003. ATS. That's from the Boston perspective. Yes. And that's in all playoff rounds.
4: Yes. Okay, so five and 15. That trend's valid. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it applies here just because three days of rest. But, you know, meaning it applies to the criteria. I'm just not sure if the spirit of it is there. But it looks like the Golden State's getting hit a little bit. It's up to minus 117 now. Now, what else is uh, that's minus three and a half, minus 117? I actually have a strong lean to Golden State tonight, because I think game one, there could still be a fatigue issue. And I also think that the main handicap to me, I think Boston might be a little bit better. A little bit. But I'm telling you. Game one is going to be pressure every end of the game. Game six, game seven, if there is one. I think that's too much advantage for Golden State. I'm going to have a strong lean on Golden State to win the series, minus 155. And I think at the end we're going to say, man, Boston was better, but Steph won it.
5: Okay, Mackenzie, 50 to 1, baby. Best bet prop, make your case. Best bet, we're going to go with Jordan Poole to be the leading scorer tonight in game one. You can get that right now at 50 to 1. All right, leading scorer on both teams. Yes. All right, make the case. So, for whatever reason, Jordan Poole entering series has had big games in games one, and this is first playoffs. So game one is first playoff game ever, 30 points versus Denver. He was the number one scorer in the game. This 50 to 1 cashes if that happens again.
4: Okay, so first round, first playoff game ever, he leads all scoring. Now second round in the first game. Scored
5: 31 points. He was the leading scorer for the Warriors. Only John Morant
4: scored more. Okay, so he wouldn't have cashed the fifty to one, but he was right there. And then what, 19 points in the third yeah, round? Second th- leading scorer for the Warriors that game. Okay, so now listen, is he the favorite? Jordan Poole to be the leading scorer tonight? No. But if we assume Boston's going to be a little nervous, like I kind of think they are, I feel good that a Golden State guy will be the leading scorer. And history tells us this guy, I don't know, maybe there's something schematically about it that makes Jordan Poole tough to guard initially until you figure out what they're doing with him. But history says 3130 and 19, which isn't bad, and we're getting fifty to one. Don't overbet it, right? So if your typical unit's hundred dollars, maybe put twenty on it and win ten units. But don't go crazy. But we are gonna make this one official, best bet on Jordan Poole to be the leading scorer of all scores. And that's paying, in just tonight's game, and that's paying 50-1. to Now, we'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow, we're going to be breaking this game down, looking ahead to Sunday, and talking some NFL. And talking about, I think, maybe the biggest question of the NFL season, which is, how big are these number 1 wide receivers? We are straight out of Vegas. Next up, The Odd Couple. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Vegas!
6: work.